Welcome to my new podcast, Getting Chatty with Platy. The idea of this podcast is that it's going to be a multi-platform series talking to people I have a genuine interest in within the online business space, but actually other people from all walks of life as well. Now, what I'm trying to do within these podcasts is cut the shit from regular mundane podcasts that ask the same generic business-related questions. What you're really going to listen to or watch today is two successful people having a chat about life and business. Now, today's guest is Evan Carmichael, one of the biggest advocates for the success of entrepreneurs around the globe. At 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. And at 22, he was a venture capitalist helping to raise up to $15 million. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 2 million subscribers and 300 million views and strives every day to motivate people to improve their lives. It's great to have you on here, Evan. So are you ready to get chassis with Platy? I'm ready. Let's go, Jordan. That's quite, that's quite the intro. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Bit of a tongue twist to that one. I struggled with it today. <laughs> I like it. That's good. You should get the whole thing. Evan, that's great. I understand that uh, as a young man, you wrote, I want to be a banker in your yearbook. But then at 19, you did the complete opposite and joined a startup. I'd love to know what led you to making that decision. Fear of regret. Yeah. I didn't have entrepreneurial role models in my life growing up. It was, it was a different world. I mean, this is now, I'm 40, so we're talking you know, 20 plus years ago when I had to make that decision. And I loved money. I loved making money. I loved the, the process of it. So I liked being the banker in Monopoly and all that stuff. Mm. And, and so I just thought, okay, I'm going to go into banking. And then I had an opportunity to join a biotech startup and mm. be a 30% owner in it and be the chief operating officer, but in a company of three people, the titles don't really matter that much. <laughs> um, and, and I thought, you know what? I don't know if this thing is going to work out. It was the hardest decision of my life to either go, I had opportunities to join an investment bank company, a strategic consulting company, mm-hmm. or do my own startup. And all my friends are going for these other jobs and it's six figures out of school and traveling mm-hmm. the world and everything I thought I always wanted versus 300 bucks a month in a startup. Yeah. And I just said, you know what? I'd rather know and fail than not know. Yeah. Even though it's probably not going to work out. I don't want to be 40 looking back and saying, I wish I just gave that thing a shot. For sure. And so just, I didn't want to have regrets when I was older. For sure. That's it. Yeah. And it's a huge risk to take as well. I mean, if you're, if you're lined up to go into banking, the, the, the money's lined up for you. What, what was the main thing that motivated you back then? Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it as a huge risk, I guess. Um, I saw it as I could always go get another job in a year. Mm -hmm. I'll give myself a year to do it. I think maybe Mm -hmm. that's what made it easier. Maybe because I made it a smaller risk instead Mm -hmm. of thinking of some giant risk that, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Mm -hmm. I made it smaller by saying, you know what, I'll give myself a year to do this. Um, I was inspired by uh, Michael Dell, who, when he was starting his Dell computer company, Mm -hmm. his dorm room in Texas, uh, he took a semester off. He convinced his parents to let him take a semester off. He was starting mm-hmm. to be a doctor and said, let me spend a semester doing this. And if I, if I can make enough of it, then I'm not going to go back to school. And I think his parents thought, okay, there's no way he's going to do this. So fine one semester and then go back to school. And then it started working. So he never went back to school. Uh, I was kind of inspired by that and thought, okay, I'm going to just take the, take a year. Some of my friends were taking a year off to backpack across Europe or travel mm-hmm. the world or whatever. And I'm going to do this business. And in a year I can get another job. It may not be the same job. It may not be as much money. It may not be, you know, exactly what this is right now, but I could probably get another job in a year. Yeah. Let me see what I can do. 
And so the motivation, I didn't really have a lot of money growing up. We weren't poor, but we never had tons mm-hmm. of money. My parents put all of our money into education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to learn how to make more money. And I thought being the banker was going to be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Again, I just didn't want to have regrets. I just felt like here was something. I felt like I could always get another job. I didn't know if I'd ever get this chance again to do this kind of business. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what, this, this might be a once in a lifetime thing. I'm going to kick myself if I don't at least play it out, even if I fail. For sure. That's amazing, man. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. I, I was only talking, well, I was recording a YouTube video today and there was a Q&A and one of the questions was, uh, what was it that stops me from giving up when you have times when you want to give up when you first started? And for me, one of the big things was pride. So it's almost a little bit of the opposite of what you said, because you're thinking, okay, I can always go back to another job. I'm thinking, I don't want to walk back into it, this job with my, my tail between my legs and saying to my boss, hey, can I have my job back? And so that pride when I launched the business was like what pushed me forward from not saying, okay, I don't want to go back there now. You, um, you mentioned just, that, just now that you were making around $300 a month, but I'm pretty sure I've heard you say somewhere you were, st- you were adamant that you didn't want to take any outside help at the start of the business. And I'd love to know why you were fixated on being completely self-made and if you ever wish you had leveraged your network at the beginning when you look back now. Um, I wonder where that comes from. It was, it was especially from my parents. I didn't want to ask my parents for help. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to make introductions for me. I just wanted to, I, I don't know why. I just wanted to feel yeah. like I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe it served me or maybe it was actually a big mistake. I don't know. It's hard to tell looking backwards. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a picture of my parents on the wall behind me. That's, this here is me when I'm eight or nine years old and my parents above me. And they've been a huge influence and role models in my life, mm-hmm. but I just didn't want them to, I don't know, I didn't want to use their, I don't know why. I mean, I, I was 19 years old. I don't remember really thinking very deeply on it, apart from just a feeling like I wanted to do it. I thought it was going to be easier than it was too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I remember being 19 and going to, I made an appointment with the bank mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, well, banks help entrepreneurs. So let me just go talk to the bank and see how they can help me. Mm-hmm. So I, I went into the bank and I had no banking relationships. Um, I didn't know anybody. I just made an appointment, just called them up and I have a seat. I'm 19 and wear my suit and show up and I'm okay. So how can you help me? <laughs> it's like, well, do you need a loan? Like, oh, um, I don't know. I started this business, you know, yeah. we're trying to build it up and get going and, yeah. and, uh, you know, we're not sure what we're doing yet. <laughs> it's like, well, bank banks are here to basically give you loans. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't, I don't even know if I need a loan. How do I, how do I figure that out? Like, okay, well, have you been, and I mean, I guess the banker just felt super sorry for me or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) just giving some guidance or some kind of patience. And they said, well, okay, how long have you had your business? Mm -hmm. Said, oh, I mean, the company started maybe uh, six months before I joined and now I'm here. And so, you know, nine months. Yeah. And say, oh, well, unless it's been around for three years, you don't qualify for a business loan. Yeah. How's your personal credit? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I've, I, <laughs> right. So basically, it's like, uh, I just walked out of there feeling, I walked in feeling like, okay, this is it. I got my big meeting. We're going we're gonna to go with the bank. And I, I left feeling, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. Um, 
what ended up saving me was, was modeling success and, and finding what other people did and learning from that to apply it to my business. Sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I, I've probably always been afraid of asking for help. I yeah. still probably don't even do it enough today, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm sure there's lots of people who, who would help if I asked them to. Um, I and part so. of it is probably joy and just figuring it out. And maybe part of it is pride or disappointing people uh, of asking. Um, so I suppose some people think it takes away from their success. Uh, yeah, I think, I think earlier, probably I felt more that, that than now, I think now would be more, I want to make sure that for whatever reason, I, my biggest fear is disappointing people. I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. And so I like having pluses in, in the win column or in the relationship column, I guess, of like, I'm, I'm happy to give, I love giving, but I'm, I still not as good as I could be on asking for help. Um, I've gotten better at it. Mm-hmm. I remember this earlier this year in Puerto Rico, um, uh, Brendan Burchard invited me to his home to powwow with his friends. Mm-hmm. And he, he pulled me aside before day one. It was like three days of just hanging with him and his friends. Uh, you have to make sure that you ask, not just give. Mm-hmm. He's like pulled me aside to remind me you have to make sure you come out of this with something that you not just gave to everybody else, but you took something away from it. And 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 I did, and it was scary at times. And most of the time, I got a yes, and sometimes I got a no. Yeah. And then those weren't as painful as I thought. But it's a good kind of constant reminder that you probably know somebody who can help you do the thing that you need. We're just afraid to ask. Definitely, and you don't know if you don't ask. Ultimately, you never, you don't know what help is out there if you don't ask for it. So, guys, yeah. everyone, listen to this. Make sure you ask for help. There's enough people out there who are on the same journey of you, whether they're whether they're a little bit further ahead of you or a lot further ahead of you. There's someone out there that can help you. Uh, Evan, you just mentioned, and this is something I actually had written down. I wanted to ask you. You just mentioned your parents um, who are behind you in that picture, and you said that they taught you to how to be a decent human being. Can you tell me some of the lessons? that they've taught you and how you still implement them today? I think the biggest one is belief. So mm-hmm. they would always tell me that I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything I believe that I can. Mm-hmm. And whenever I didn't do well, you know, there was expectations. My, my, I have two sisters, one older, one younger. We were expected to do well in school and both my sisters did. And I wasn't doing so well. Uh, I was getting B's and C's. So I wasn't failing and, flunking out of school, but not where I needed to be, you know, I guess in the family, but, um, they would, they would never say, they would never make you feel bad about it. They would always lead with hope. It'd be your Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything that you believe that you can. And just that lesson, I think has served me more than any business lesson that I've learned. You know, they weren't entrepreneurs. Um, they weren't given a ton of business advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was doing a stock competition, uh, I asked him, well, what stock should I buy? Cause I knew nothing. It's like school assignment when you're in grade nine or something to do, mm-hmm. um, the competition. And they said, Oh, just buy banks. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So I bought, but then I started learning and researching. Right. So it, they're amazing humans. Um, not, not like the entrepreneurs that I've learned from, but they've given me the foundation, um, in belief and how to treat people in, you know, showing up on time and respecting people's time um, that have actually helped a lot in my business career um, without giving me the tactics of what to do. 
Amazing. I and mean, you, you, you said the word belief is at the core of everything that motivates you. I've, I've read that on, or seen that on your YouTube channel. And I, I think you referenced it as your, your one word strategy. Yeah. Do you, would you, would you encourage people to pick their own one word strategy in life? And do you think that there's benefit there, not just for people in the business world, but people who are outside of the entrepreneurship space as well? Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick live on the spot, Jordan, you know, what <laughs> most important core value, like what, what do you value more than anything else? And don't worry about being perfect. But if you had to pick something. Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, the first way around is a chatty conversation. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is humility. Great. So knowing that, and listen, I've done this exercise with thousands of people. Um, it's always something positive. Yeah. I've never had somebody's core value be hate or death or kill or something. Right. <laughs> so it also just reaffirms my belief in humanity and that we're good, that we, yeah. we do negative things or, or hurtful things often because we're in pain but that people are good so that person isn't just a hater or a troll they're actually just in a lot of pain they're they're a good person um so humility is is a good is is good to know so a lot of companies the idea of core values is not something new a lot of companies have their list of their top 13 core values mm. the challenge is nobody knows what they are yeah because there's too many mm -hmm. and even if you go ask a ceo I would bet that most CEOs of the biggest companies in the world have no idea what the 13 core values of their own company are. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? If you're not actually living the values, and you don't know what they are. What's, what's the point of it? So I want to narrow it down to one and humility is easy to remember. Yeah. So that's important because now when you're talking about hiring a team, you know, the next person on your team, your next video editor, your next podcast editor, if you lead with humility, if you say, Hey, I want, a video editor who believes in hum humility and spreading humility to the world. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a super interesting job ad that you put out. So yeah. some people will look at that and say, that is the stupidest job advertisement I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Like don't apply because you're not going to get along with Jordan super well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might have the technical skills, but you, you're not going to get along. And others will say, Oh my gosh, finally, I love this. I'm going to work harder on my application because I need, I need this job. Yeah. Every, every next step in your life is on the other side of having even more humility. Mm -hmm. You know, some people might look to you and say, well, you've got people look at me as I'm the believe guy and I am. And people <laughs> look at you and say, Oh my God, Jordan is so, is so humble, has so much humility. Yeah. But there's more. Yeah. You can have even more humility. I can have even more belief. And every next step in our life is on the other side of more humility and more belief. Mm -hmm. And so having that gives you, gives you a compass or gives you a roadmap for how to live your life. For the, whether you're an entrepreneur, to your mm -hmm. earlier question, like whether you're an entrepreneur or not, just mm -hmm. knowing what you stand for as a human being, anytime that you're unhappy as well is going to be the opposite. Anytime that you're feeling unhappy, it's because of a, Yours or somebody else's lack of humility. Mm -hmm. People who have like are on a giant ego trip are going to really bother you where they may not bother somebody else as much, yeah. but it's going to bother you deeply. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, it, and it's good to know. Or if you ever are, you ever let your ego take control, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you emotionally way more than somebody else mm -hmm. because that's what you stand for. 
and again, whether it's humility or something else, it's not going to be the opposite of humility. You'll, you know, so there's a process I guide people through to figure it out. But um, knowing that gives you that direction. And I think most people are lost. Most people are directionless. Most people don't know what they stand for. And as a result, you're being pulled in a million different directions because everybody else has a plan for your life. Yeah. And the figuring out your most important core value gives you the rock to stand on the strength to say no, the strength to start building your own version of your life. And I think that's an incredibly, incredibly valuable concept. And more, even more so, not just for your own life, but in brand building in a company as well. So my a little bit of background on the majority of my, my viewers and watchers are aspiring digital marketing agency owners. And a lot of people in an industry where there's a lot of competition, uh, a lot of people find it hard to differentiate themselves from their competitors. And core beliefs and values is, so, is such an important or such a, a fantastic way to be able to set yourself apart from everybody else. I remember when I was launching my new brand, Affluent, at the end of last year. And we launched this brand and I thought I had it all worked out. I had this vision statement written out and I, I paid for a mentorship day with the ex-chief marketing officer of the Mars Group, the Mars Bar. And I sat down with him and he, we kind of just kind of stripped everything away from the business. And all he wanted to know about was my beliefs, my, my mission statement. And we, we came up with my mission statement and our, and our beliefs and a, a, a bit like a, almost like a, a company handbook, which we could then, as you said, go across to all new employees, anybody who joins the company, anybody who wants to be part of the same mission as us. Other people have then have something that they can use and stand behind, which allows them to say, yes, I am part of this movement. I'm part of this brand. And I think that's an incredibly valuable thing for anybody to do. And anyone who's watching this right now in the agency space, you should really think about what your core beliefs are, not just, hey, I want to get results for my clients. Be deeper than that. And I think one of the biggest learning curves going alongside that one thing you mentioned was the job, the, 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 the job search. I had... I hired and fired so many people when I first started the business because I was not hiring people based on their ethics and their morals. I was hiring people based on what I thought they could do for me instead of who they were as a person. And when I changed that and I switched and I took on Joe, our uh, operations director, who's now my business partner, everything changed for the company for the better when we started hiring based on people, yeah. not on, based on skills. I think it becomes the lens through which you see the world. And it already is the lens through which you see the world. You just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And not, not you, Jordan, but people listening, watching, right? It, you, you have an operating system that you don't, you can't label. You don't know what it is, but you're running on it. Mm -hmm. So Jordan's running on humility. If going into this podcast, the goal was even just a simple reminder in this episode, I want to show the most humble version of Evan of any interview he's ever done. Mm -hmm. that changes the tone that changes the questions mm -hmm. that changes the approach mm -hmm. and and then now the podcast is unique right and listen it's already unique but for people listening to try to create their own show or to your point their own agency mm -hmm. there's so many people who have agencies what's so different than yours if you're going to label yourself as the, the agency that believes in humility that's, mm -hmm. that's very different and some <laughs> brands are going to say what is this no i want to be the most aggressive like, I don't even care what you say. Just get me sales, right? You're going you're gonna to really struggle to deliver for that client because mm -hmm. you're just on different operating systems. Yeah. And others are going to say, yes, I'd love it. I, we haven't figured out how to merge humility with marketing. Mm -hmm. And if 
you're the agency to do it. I can't wait to work with you. Absolutely. Right? You're putting a completely different spin on something that people have seen time and time again. And it's just, it's, and, and if anything, it's great for advertising as well, because it's going to prick people's ears up who are actually interested in the values that whatever they are that you're promoting. Talking of humility, um, it, it's so clear to, to me and everybody else who, who's watching this that you, your, your work isn't centered around yourself. You are more focused on other people's success. Do you think that you've always been focused on other people more so than you on helping other people? Because there's a lot of time, sorry to cut you up, there's a lot of time there that you've probably spent dedicated to helping other people instead of focusing on your own personal development. So... Yeah. Do, do, have you always been that way? I think all humans are actually that way. Like mm-hmm. I think all humans, I think we're designed to serve. You're built to serve. It's why, it's why the name of the book is built to serve. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, we're chasing down their own goals, but at the end of the day, and, and listen, everybody listening has, has faced this where you've hit a goal. Mm-hmm. You've, you've hit some milestone, right? You get to, hundred thousand subs on YouTube or, or like whatever milestone it is. Mm. And then you just, you're still the same person. Yeah. You thought you'd be different. Like mm-hmm. how many times have you hit a goal and like, Oh, okay. This chase of this goal, this big deal. And then you hit it and then it's, then you just, what do you do the next day? Mm-hmm. Um, what you really want is to wake up every day and feel like what you're about to do today matters. Mm-hmm. That it's meaningful to somebody that's going to touch somebody's life. Everybody wants that. And some people, Jordan and I want to, want to change the world. We got big missions, big ambitions, big dreams. So we go into creating content and, and all of this stuff. Other people, you know, like my wife, don't necessarily have a big mission, but she wants to help the 25 people closest to her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's super just, she's the super glue for our family. Mm-hmm. But you want to wake up and feel like today matters. If you woke up every day and felt like today's going to matter, you're going to do something or create something today that will have a meaningful impact on somebody else. Yeah. You're off down a path of awesomeness, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. If you woke up every day and felt like today doesn't matter, nobody cares whether yeah. you show up or don't show up, whether you create or don't create, it just doesn't matter to anybody. Mm-hmm. Now you're slipping down a path of depression. Definitely. And I think that's where most people are. Yeah. Um, we get lost in our own goals and not, and don't realize that to actually achieve your goals is going to come by serving other people. Absolutely. I think, I think that especially in entrepreneurship, maybe more so maybe in modern youth based entrepreneurship, we see a lot of people who, uh, chase money first and foremost. Um, and hold my hands in the air. Money was my motivator when I first launched business very quickly changed. Um, and because of that, we then expect everything, everything we do to be paid. And I think a lot of people going to the agency thing, start up signing up clients for their agency, whatever, want to go for big retainers and whatever straight away from their Facebook ads um, or what service they're offering instead of leading forward with value and giving somebody a free audit or doing a free trial or something like that. And when agencies decide or when entrepreneurs in general decide to lead forward with value and everything that they do, it's just amazing how many opportunities come around. When I launched my YouTube channel, my motto in my space was I was so sick of, of, of a lot of, of lot of online gurus creating a lot of courses, charging a lot of money for them. And the content was really not that great. And so when I launched my YouTube channel, I, my motto was I wanted to create more for free or give away more for free than other people have you pay for. And so I created the content that nobody else was creating for free. And 
everything came back. It was one that we had one of the quickest growing digital marketing channels of last year. We, we had 100,000 subscribers in our first 12 months. And so I couldn't be, it couldn't have been, there couldn't be more evidence that leading forward with value is always the way to go, no matter what. Evan, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the time and I don't want to cut myself, but you, I'm aware you've got another meeting in like five minutes time. So I want to finish off with one more question for you today. Uh, for anyone listening, what is your most motivational one-liner? I'm Evan Kastrilli Carmichael. I can do anything I believe that I can. You know, the, the, thing, that <laughs> okay. my, the thing that my parents gave me. Um, yeah. it's, it's why they're, you know, here on my wall. It's, it's why they're in, their voices are always in my head. Um, Affirmations. Yeah, it's just super important. Um, and just quickly on the money thing, I think people grow up with an unhealthy view on money. Some people think money is everything. Some mm -hmm. people think like that next customer coming in, that next deal, that's my next pair of shoes. That's my next car. That's my next trip. Uh, and money is everything. And other people think that money is the root of all you know, mm -hmm. evil, right? Mm -hmm. Like money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. And so money is bad. And like, if you're money, then you have to be a selfish, egotistical, crazy person, right? Yeah. And that's, most people grow up in one of those two camps. Yeah. And money is neither. Money is a tool. Mm -hmm. Money is a tool to help you do amazing things. Money is important though. So I like to say that money needs to be in your top five. It yeah. just can't be number one. Yeah. Okay. If you make money number one, you're one, never going to be happy. And honestly, two, never going to actually make tons of money because mm -hmm. uh, you're going to be doing work that you hate instead of work that you actually love. And you never win long-term doing work that you hate. But if money isn't in your top five, then you never make money. Like you can't have an agency and not make money. Of course. Uh, it, it's great to have a YouTube channel. You've got yours. I've got a bunch of mine. Um, you have to at least have a plan for how you're going to make money. So yeah. yes, give, give, give with having a plan of how we're going to monetize, right? Whether it's YouTube ads, whether it's getting client deals, whether it's putting people into a funnel, right? So there's just, there's got to be something above money. That's, that's your purpose. That's your mission. That's what you're chasing down every day. But don't just throw money out. Like you have to, it has to be in your top five. Even if you're a charity, if you're a charity and you don't know how to make money, you're not going to be a charity for very long. Yeah. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs to your point, only chasing money and then never really getting it. Mm -hmm. and, and like renting something just to put a picture on Instagram, you know, that makes it look like they're having money, but they don't. But I also see a lot of entrepreneurs who are too afraid to charge for their services. A lot of agencies are too afraid to charge for their services or don't feel good enough to make money. And you end up having this business that's a part-time hobby in the evenings and weekends because that's your purpose. But then you have to have some job to pay the bills because you need money where if you can figure out how to make money in your business, then you can better serve your purpose, start building a team, start, start creating more impact in your life as well. So yeah, money is super important. It's got to be in your top five. It just can't be number one. Amazing advice. What a, what a, what a statement to round up on. Evan, thank you so much for coming on today and getting chatty with me. Um, would YouTube be the best place for people to follow you? Where else would you like people to Check yeah, you out. I mean, if you want the book, you can you can get it on Amazon pretty easy. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I'm Evan Carmichael on whatever platform you're probably hanging out on. Perfect. Thank you so much, Evan. I'll speak to you all soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jordan. Much love, man.